Leadership needs not to be looked at as a position. What are your capabilities? Where do you excel? Where you can help others? Hey, what's going on? You're listening to the Live Leaderly Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Alba. Here on the show, we invite guests from all walks to share their stories about leadership, which just become stories about life. I ask that with the people in your life, please tell your story, listen to theirs, but in the meantime, we'll do it together here on the Live Leaderly Podcast. And joining us on the show today, he's the CEO of Light Horse Labs, Alan Bonk. Alan, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, thanks, Darren. I'm well, thanks. Good to be here. Glad, glad to have you on. And you're, uh, you're calling in from where today? Calling in from my office uh, in uh, Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. Canada. You are the first guest that we've had outside of the United States. So con- congratulations if that's... Uh, awesome. Well, it's about know. time. Yeah. All right. Well, a uh, fun question we like to start out with, Alan, is if you could think back to, to early, Alan, do you have a first memory of leadership where you were, you were leading some kind of team? Yeah, leadership at an early age. I mean, I would say I grew up on a farm here in Saskatchewan, and uh, that included when I was, you know, a lot younger, working for other farmers around the neighborhood, um, you know, a few miles away, uh, baling and stocking bales, milking cows, that sort of thing. And for some reason, I ended up sort of running the crews. I'm not sure how that happened. Uh, they they would hire outside people, um, and I always knew kind of what was going on, I guess, in terms of how things had to be done, and uh, you know how bales had to be stacked or moved, and and for some reason I was the guy who was uh, doing the training. Okay, you you were the, like the introductory for them, and then you'd make sure all those things got done. Right, covered some ground since then. Alan, could you share a little bit more about your your background and where you are now? Yeah, gosh, have I ever covered some ground? I've um, <laughs> I started out life, you know, doing various things. When I left home, I actually quit school in grade ten, believe it or not. And uh, <laughs> so that was kind of a dumb move, um, especially since I wanted to be a police officer. And so I had to take a long roundabout way to do that uh, to get my education completed. And uh, so, in order to work at my getting my education done and uh, making a living because I was on my own. Um, I ended up working at the same time. I got involved in EMS, so emergency medical services, and I went through and became an EMT emergency medical technician. I worked uh, search and rescue up in the Yukon territory for the government, which was all part of the journey to becoming a police officer, which finally happened. Gosh, I don't even know what year I started, uh, but that all went through after lots of perseverance. So, you know, being a police officer, being an EMT is definitely what I would call leadership role or roles because you have to take control of situations in order to do both of those jobs and you need to make decisions very, very quickly. So after that, I decided I'd had enough uh, after 10 years of uh, seeing people on the worst days of their lives. And I wanted to do something more positive with my life and discovered I had something of an aptitude for business. So I ended up at Motorola uh, Canada uh, for 11 years, which I completed that career managing Western Canada. Uh, So I had 65 dealers under my wing and uh, six direct reports and uh, $60 million quota. And I don't know, I mean, I just fell into the role. And as I mentioned earlier, I had very limited education, so 
on paper, I should have never had that position. But somehow I was able to demonstrate that I had that ability, uh, never thought about it, but they offered me that position because they saw things that I didn't even see. And uh, so I completed that career. Um, and uh, ever since then, I've been doing uh, a lot of consulting until about uh, five years ago when my brother and I embarked on this project to bring an electric ATV to market, uh, which is very unique. And uh, my brother, Brad, he's the design genius behind the product. Um, product is getting a ton of attention from all kinds of sectors. And uh, I ended up, again, by default, being the CEO. So that's my role. We now have uh, 22 people on the team. We're going to grow to 40 probably by summer. And uh, we're building these machines uh, that are really uh, transforming a lot of uh, market verticals, uh, many that surprise us. And customers are finding ways to use our machine um, that we didn't even think about. So that's been really cool. Okay. that's No, that's that's really cool. Is um, I want to ask about kind of the motivation behind that venture is a uh, did you grow up on ATVs on your on your farms or like how how did you think of you guys think of this idea for an electric ATV? Yeah, well, back when I was on the farm, there was no such thing, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we you know transformed a dilapidated Volkswagen uh, took the body off and put some roll cage on it, and that was our that was our ATV uh, back in those days. We had a lot of fun with it, but it had nothing to do with what we do uh, today. So my brother really was the motivation. He um, it's just one of those guys who's got no engineering uh, certifications or qualifications, but he's able to envision something uh, in his mind and build it. And uh, so he, you know, crafted a, an early version of what we now know as the light horse. Uh, so 2018, uh, we incorporated and uh, the journey has been pretty phenomenal ever since. And we are now in production, building these stand-up electric uh, ATVs uh, that are very, very unique. So if anybody wants to take a look at them, uh, just go to lighthorse.com, L-Y-T-E-H-O-R-S-E.com, and you can check them out and uh, you can see why there's uh, a stir going on about these things. Yeah. When I was reading your bio, I was like, that's that's really unique. That's I, I have to, I know this is about leadership, but I was going to have to ask about uh, about these ATVs. So thanks. Thanks, um, Alan. So early, early in your career, like you mentioned, EMS, EMT, police officer, very, I'll say different environment than kind of the leadership roles that you have now. What were some lessons that you learned early in your career in those environments during doing some of those jobs? Well, I mean, the thing about learning is it's not an overnight process. As you know, it takes time uh, to get things right. I'm not saying I have it right now, but I think I've uh, evolved a lot in my way of thinking and my way of handling things with, you know, and that comes with maturity, of course. But I think the keys there are really leadership is really about inspiring and guiding people to success um, in whatever job or task they're doing. And so we have a, an amazing team at Motorola, and that's not by accident, that's by design because we are very, very careful about, you know, finding people to be the right fit for not only their job description, so experience and education around that, but also a cultural fit. So are they going to fit into the light horse culture? And we've been very fortunate and blessed. We have just an incredible team um, that's really pushed the product development to heights that we didn't even 
foresee. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the key to all of that to answer your question is how do you manage people? And and it's not about I think managing them; it's about letting them go, finding their strengths, the things that they innately have qualities, you know, that might be in them that they don't see that they have, or they don't fully utilize because maybe they haven't been given an opportunity. But that's one of the keys to leadership is just spotting things that people excel in. And it could be something simple. It could be just, you know, how they interact with other people. Uh, Do people gravitate towards them? It could be something as simple as, you know, are they really meticulous about getting that task done? Do they do it with, with uh, passion and pride? And, and uh, so I, I think it's a combination of those things that you want to look for in others. And really, I'm just a conduit. I'm a catalyst to bringing that out in people um, and the team as a whole. So it's not that, you know, I always make the best decision for the company, but I try really hard to uh, treat people with the respect they deserve. Uh, no one's better than the other person next to them. Uh, they're all, you know, equal in terms of their value to both me and the company. There's no one more valuable person than the next. And I think that comes through, you know, since we've started this, uh, I've had no one quit. No one has ever left the company. Um, so that I think says a lot about about our culture and about our mandate in terms of providing a really great working opportunity and a safe working environment there's no you know infighting at any level in lighthorse and hopefully there never will be but if there is i'll put a stop to it real quick okay so you mentioned like empowering inspiring others to to find you know their strengths and how they can contribute the most having respect for all members of the team, regardless of who you are. Are these things that you were exposed to by leaders earlier in your life, earlier in your career that you've you've observed or you've been the, I guess, the beneficiary of that you're trying to now pass this forward? I've seen both sides of the fence. Of course, being in uh, um, a position like the uh, law enforcement, you're kind of in a quasi-military environment. So, you know, it's yes or no, sir. And you're forced to provide respect to your uh, seniors, your senior officers, members. And, you know, that that is a given, but it doesn't always work both ways. So there was a lot of times when I experienced, you know, very unpleasant uh, interactions with, uh, you know, other members of the force. Of course, the public, you know, they don't necessarily always buy into providing respect for uh, you just because you wear a uniform. So, you, you, I think you develop or you get to, you got to pick a lane. You get to a place where I got to by experiencing the best and the worst. And so in my Motorola days, uh, that was probably the best 11 years in terms of developing a mindset around really genuinely respecting other people and their opinions and being heard, um, listening to others. Uh, that was a remarkable you know, 11 years of of my life that I greatly value. And I was fortunate enough to have uh, a couple of great managers um, over there. And yeah, I mean, I can't say enough good about those two gentlemen who managed me over that time until I took that same role. Uh, It was just, yeah, it was a great, great experience to learn about that. Um, But what I did learn, I think, 
that's really important is that, again, I didn't see myself as management material. I just didn't view myself as a leader, even though I'd done all of these things over all of these years. I, I wasn't going around thinking, oh, I'm a manager. I'm a leader of people. It never occurred to me that that was the case. It was just sort of you slide into that role and it's okay. So these people are now, you know, looking to me for help and assistance and guidance and happy to give it to them. Right. Um, and that's always how I looked at it. And even now in the role of CEO, ah, you know, who cares? I have a title beside my name. I'm still just the same guy. I want to be approachable. I want to hear and listen well and uh, provide, you know, direction as best I can. Um, and anybody can do that. You don't have to, you don't have to think of yourself as a leader because I don't. Uh, you just do what you do because you kind of know the path, right? Because maybe you've done it a whole bunch. Uh, so you, you know, take people with you on that journey uh, and it works. It works great. No, that's a, so you covered uh, some big, big themes of the show just in the, the few minutes there. So Living Leaderly is the, it's the title, title name of the podcast. It's our, it's our idea here that leadership isn't tied to a title. It's not tied to being the CEO. It's not tied to a position, occupation, any of those things. It's about wanting to have that positive impact on others, just like you're speaking about wanting to help out others. And maybe you have the knowledge and you're able to help people out and they can, they can benefit from that. And then you also mentioned that uh, you didn't think of yourself as the leader. And so big theme of the show, big theme of Leaderly is that we believe anyone can learn to lead. And you mentioned yourself, Is are there other people in your life that that you've seen, you know, kind of grow and become a leader when maybe they, they didn't, you know, that wasn't who they were or they, who they thought they were originally? Yeah, well, again, it's an evolution, right? I'm uh, a Christian, a faith-based man. And uh, so I, you know, look to God for... Uh, inspiration and direction on a daily basis. And I try to impart those principles and values to others and definitely have seen people grow as a result of perhaps my interaction in their life. And uh, so that's been amazing to see. And uh, I, you know, I'm there in the background cheering them on as best I can for sure. All right. Well, here, uh, we're, we're about to wrap up here shortly, Alan, but I'll throw it back to, over to you if you have any any more thoughts about leadership before we close out. I think uh, I think that leadership needs not to be looked at as a position or even a role. I think it just needs to be viewed as what are your capabilities? Where do you excel? Where you can help others and empower others, and that will just naturally follow. Uh, you'll you'll move into that leadership role because of how you connect with uh, other people that are trying to get through life doing what they're doing. And if you can assist and help and, and guide, that's what you're doing. And that is a leadership role. Anytime you're guiding somebody in a specific direction or even training somebody uh, to do a job uh, properly, that's leadership. So if you're doing that, if you've done that, if you're about to do that, you're a leader. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, Alan. Thanks for sharing about Lighthorse too. Exciting, uh, exciting yeah. technology. Uh, excited to see where that goes. Um, and for those listening, thank you again for joining us here on the Live Leaderly podcast.